Welcome to the Liberty Block. I'm Elliot Axelman. We're going to do a short podcast here. I have a lot of things I wanted to discuss. Uh, We'll need a little extra podcast during the week. A few things that have pissed me off a lot. Man, these vaccine mandates and people getting fired are really pissing me off. The left coming out and saying that we should be fired, quarantined, killed, punished, shamed, removed from society. It's unbelievable that people still think we can get along in one America. We should all live together. We cannot live together when people are calling us the most evil, disgusting of names. And we are returning the favor because they are disgusting. They are like Nazis. They believe that we are filthy, dirty, despicable, retarded, and they want us dead. It's that simple. I'm not saying, oh, they want to inject us with the vaccine. The vaccine will kill us. They want to kill us. They want to lock us out of hospitals, starve us to death by not letting us have jobs. And this is for everyone who does not agree with all of the leftist crap. A lot of my friends have gotten the vaccine and if they don't wear enough masks and they don't follow all the boosters and they're not fully vaccinated, meaning two, three, four boosters, then they should be removed from society or killed. And again, after fighting this for years, I have finally come to terms with the fact that we need to separate. We need a peaceful separation, national divorce, independence, secession, balkanization, whatever you want to call it. We need to divorce these people. You cannot live with those who think we are the most evil of people in the universe. I just saw something else today that that really pissed me off and made me want to do this podcast. You know how the vaccines, I don't know how, how money as far as percentages, but a lot of kids are getting coagulopathies, meaning coagulation, clotting disorder, a clotting injury acutely like a heart attack, which is a clot in the coronary arteries of the heart, a stroke, which is a CBA, clotting in the arteries of the brain, um, and maybe some pulmonary emboli in the lungs, and maybe uh, other arterial or venous clots. So there are definitely clotting issues. There's there's another doctor who has a video on Rumble who explains that the vaccine directly causes red blood cells to clump together and causes clots. I have to look into that and confirm all of the science behind that. But we've definitely seen a fair amount of of clotting disorders, but also myocarditis, which is not necessarily clotting. It's just inflammation, especially within the heart muscle and some pericarditis inflammation of the heart sac around the heart. So we've seen some of those. And again, I don't know the exact rates and I can't trust the statistics from the CDC because the CDC is putting out stats saying, oh, everyone in the world has COVID because if you sneeze or if you have a heart rate above hundred, we're going to consider it COVID. So I can't trust the CDC or any official government elites. But what I do know, what I can say with 99.99% certainty is that more kids are being harmed from the vaccines than from COVID. Again, I would think one in roughly a few million kids is really being significantly harmed, meaning like hospitalized from COVID, from actually from COVID, not like a motorcycle accident or you know a gunshot where his heart rate was over 100. I mean, like actually the virus, maybe one in a few million, I don't know, a total of 100 or 200 kids have died of COVID according to their own statistics, which is probably you know multiplied by 100. But at least a few hundred, and we can look at VAERS, let me go to a, oh, I can't minimize this. Let me go to the, a recent article that we're going to publish and it has some of the VAERS numbers. I'm going to share the screen in a minute. Yeah, here we are. For this week's U.S. data for 12 to 17-year-olds who now have gotten the vaccines, 21,600 total adverse events. And by the way, VAERS apparently has to be put in by a doctor. Initially, a few months ago, I was told, yeah, VAERS is BS because it's self-reports, meaning it's not really reliable, which is true. Self-reporting, reliable for adverse events. 
you know, it wouldn't really be a reliable type of metric. But apparently it takes an average doctors complain that it takes them 30 minutes because it is so tedious, arduous process. So VAERS maybe is more uh, accurate than the elites have led us to believe, especially the corona fascist elites. And furthermore, some people have said that because most doctors won't go through this, theirs only represents uh, one to, between one and 10% of actual adverse events after vaccines. So 21,000 adverse events, including 1,300 made a serious and 24 deaths, um, two of the deaths were suicides. And that says for this week, uh, yeah, we're writing an article, look for something later this afternoon, afternoon or evening, maybe for, uh, it's going to be a, a big breaking story. It's going to uh, get us in a lot of trouble about a Vayer's death of a child. So at least a certain amount have gotten myocarditis and other clotting disorders. Now what they're doing, and again, we have a whole article about propaganda here. I'm trying to share the screen. Let me just get this ready to go. They've been doing propaganda for Corona fascism for a long time. Right. So, but now that they, a lot of kids are getting coagulopathies like um, heart attack and stroke, they're starting to normalize it. What do you mean? What do you mean by normalizing it? Oh, I'll explain. Let me share this screen here. For those listening on podcast, I'll I'll explain, walk you through exactly what's going on. All right. So you should be seeing this article that I published in May. So even you know, five months ago they were doing propaganda. They've been doing it since the beginning, but this is especially for the vaccines. So the article is titled Disturbing. Elites use bribery and propaganda to push experimental vaccines. And here's the whole article here. We have a lot of the examples of propaganda and, you know, Detroit paying $50 to anyone who convinces someone else to get a vaccine. So get a vaccine, convince someone else will give you 50 bucks. Uh, Krispy Kreme has been giving a donut, but now they're upping it to two donuts a day if you have a vaccine card. Of course, it's all about health. So Krispy Kreme donuts is all about health, right? I can do a whole episode or write a whole article about how they say this is all about health, but they don't mind doctors, nurses, and medics, and EMTs, and firefighters, and cops getting fired or resigning because they won't get the vaccine, which is so ironic because if doctors and nurses and medics, like I know a lot of paramedics and nurses and doctors who are holding off on getting the vaccine. I spoke to another attending a few weeks ago and she said, yeah, she got the vaccine, but not until she was finished last breastfeeding with her last baby. Then she got the vaccine because again, it's impossible to know long-term effects on fertility and, and, or uh, breastfeeding and all that. So even she was skeptical and she was an attending and she told me, quote, she saw a lot of myocarditis in kids right after the, the uh, mRNA vaccines for COVID. She saw a lot of myocarditis because she transferred one patient to me that I, I transferred out to another hospital with severe myocarditis. By severe, I mean EF at 50%, um, STEMI uh, global elevations, which could be you know myocarditis, pericarditis, or STEMI. Um, troponin elevated, uh, echo showed decrease in heart wall motion, all that stuff. And his blood pressure was low. So cardiogenic shock, this was severe myocarditis, that patient. But I asked how many she's seen. She said a lot. So that was interesting. Um, and that was, I think, a 17-year-old healthy boy. All right. We have, oh, yeah, this was Baltimore, I believe. The city government put out this disgusting poster. It said, how to celebrate Memorial Day. If you're fully vaxxed, you can smile with friends without a mask. If you're vaxxed, you'll be sad and wearing a mask if you're unvaxxed. Um, but then, of course, like right after this, they said, even if you're vaxxed, with one or two or three shots, you still have to wear two masks because, you know, the variants and those damn unvaxxed. Oh, Washington state allows for free joints like cannabis for those with uh, COVID-19 vaccine. Governor Mike DeWine, what was he doing? Was it another lottery? 
yeah, I'll give you an entry to this lottery. Uh, again, so all, all these stories, let me have this amazing one. Let's see if I can play this for you guys. This Jimmy Kimmel, who thinks he's a genius, so it's not going to play. Jimmy Kimmel had these uh, doctors on his show to pretty much curse people out. She posted it? This is doctors. Is he a doctor? On the no. Jimmy Kimmel show. Scientist? No. Can he name one of the ingredients in the vaccine? Can he point to his gabella? Then tell him to shut the f up. <laughs> the gabella's right here, by the way. <laughs> polio shot we gave your kid, and then your kid not getting polio. Well, those two things are related. How about this? You do your job, I'll do mine. Get the vaccine. Get the vaccine. Just get the vaccine. Roll the f up and get the vaccine. I tell your friend on Facebook to stick to jewelry. Again, and the left is applauding that. Doctor's telling us to shut the fuck up. So, yeah, that's that's where the left is. Again, they hate us. They hate us as much as anyone has ever hated anyone else. They hate us like Nazis hated the Jews. No, it's not hyperbole. They want us dead. They want us tortured. Um, speaking of torture, I'll get into Fauci and torturing not only humans, but also puppies and monkeys. Oh, and orphans, like actual human orphans. So he's been torturing them for a while. So a lot of propaganda. But the most recent thing I just added to this article is this spotted in whitby on durham transit i don't know where that is somewhere in the united states or canada i guess and it says kids have strokes too know the warning signs again yes kids have strokes one in every maybe few million kids has a cta i would say that 100 of them have uh underlying cardiopathies or underlying conditions or maybe an avm or something um you know kids don't randomly have strokes is extremely rare if they do i would say okay what's the medical history and then i'm sure they had a history of something um this is posted on oh, it looks like it could be buzzfeed but this was another article titled the little known heart attack that's striking fit and healthy women as young as 22. again not really a thing if a 22 year old healthy fit young woman has a heart attack i would be suspicious and i would ask you know the, the doctor or family there if i were in a house what the history is, and I'm sure they would say they have congenital heart disease or some of their history or previous heart attacks or, or something like that. Um, but again, it's propaganda. They're starting to normalize it because in a few months, when people start realizing a lot of their neighbors and friends, kids are getting more damaged from heart attacks and strokes than they were from COVID, people are going to want to know. And then they'll look, at, they'll go online to uh, the Sun and to the, the Women's Health and uh, TNN, all these websites. And they'll say, oh, you know, I guess it is pretty normal. I didn't realize that, but I guess. Strokes and heart attacks are really common in young kids. I just didn't know that. Okay. Doctor's reminder. Now, nobody is too young for a heart attack. And that was on TNN. This is Women's Health. Spot the signs. The little known heart attack that strikes fit and healthy women as young as 22. Oh, same exact headline, but this was in a different publication. Interesting. So, all right. And then we finally have counter-propaganda. It's actually a pretty good metal song about um, the vaccines. Maybe I'll play that if, if I can get the guy on the show and get him to agree to allow us to play the song. It is a pretty good song because I like metal. So uh, I wanted to talk about like the next level of propaganda. You know, there's propaganda for COVID and we wrote a whole article about how inflated the statistics are. Um, they were inflating them by as much as, I don't know, a million fold, who knows, by bribing people, bribing hospitals with 9000 or $37,000 or whatever to... Uh, call everything COVID. 
inflating statistics, PCR tests, cycling the samples by 40 times, which is, again, exponentially more than it should have been. And then by using symptoms and using anyone who was, you know, in contact with anyone with a symptom, they, if you were in contact with anyone with any symptom in the world, like fast heart rate, fast breathing, fever, weakness, nausea, vomiting, anything, then they'll call it COVID. So the stats really could be inflated by more than a million fold. You know, it's that simple. It, you know, if you don't agree and think I'm stupid, debate me. That's fine. I would love to debate you on this because if you look at all those symptoms, 99.99% of people in hospitals have at least one of those symptoms. I guarantee it. So we wrote a whole article about how inflated the stats are. Yeah, tons of sources here. Again, we wrote the whole book about it. I wrote a book called Corona Fascism, and we'll find that here too. The book, the updated version, has everything in it, including vaccines. Here's the book on Amazon. I'll post the link here as well. Please educate yourself. Please educate your local tyrants and school boards or anyone you think will listen or your friendly neighborhood Corona fascist. All right. The other big thing I wanted to discuss was what's going on with Dan Bongino. I don't know if he's seriously reading my articles and reading them like verbatim or switching it up a little bit, but he, in his last like five shows or 10 shows, his weekly uh, daily podcast, he's been hitting the exact same points I've been mentioning in articles the past week or two, which is great. You know, it's phenomenal. I'm sure he's a reader of Liberty Block. So one of the things that I wrote, I thought about it for a while, but I finally published the article. Um, let me see if I can find it here. You know how the radical leftist elite socialist scumbags who hate humanity and freedom and claim to hate capitalism, even though they're capitalists? You know how they always say we need to confiscate wealth from these evil billionaires like Bill Gates and Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg, et cetera, even though those people are actually embedded with the leftists, right? They say we need to confiscate their wealth. We need a wealth tax. I wrote an article about Liz Warren's uh, wealth tax as well. Let me find this one. Find this one. It's um, evil tyrants try to trick people into supporting massive new taxes. So Liz Warren has been saying for a while now, this is a few years, saying things like, you know, people, the overall wealth of billionaires has increased by, you know, $100 billion over the last year. That's crazy. Their overall wealth. They don't talk about income. They talk about overall wealth. People pay only 0.001% of their overall wealth in taxes every year. People don't realize wealth and income are different. Even I didn't realize at first. It's again, using semantics and word trickery. And they trick people. They say, if a person has a net worth of $100 billion, or they don't even say that, they say, they only pay less than 1% of their, their net worth in, in taxes every year, or 1% of their wealth, because wealth almost sounds like income to those who are not educated, those who are unlucky enough to go to those shitty government schools, those disgusting indoctrination camps that absolutely should not exist, because they don't teach math, they te teach indoctrination into Marxism. Yeah, I'm pissed today. So they say, if you only pay 1% of your wealth in taxes, we need to increase taxes. Yes, wealth means net worth. And net worth includes all of your net worth, including stocks you own and real estate you own and vehicles and guns and savings and retirement accounts and everything, right? So if your net worth is a million dollars, like the average 60-year-old in the United States might have a net worth of a million dollars, but they're $400,000 in 401k, $300,000 in their house and a few bucks in stocks and a few other assets. If you have a million dollar net worth and you only pay, you know, 1% of your wealth, which is $100,000, sorry, $10,000 for a year in taxes, they get upset. So they want to increase that. Anyway, I wrote that article and we'll link to this in the description as well. But then I wrote this just, um, oh, only a week ago, the 21st. And it was a little bit satirical, the article. 
and people get upset when I write satire because leftists can't understand that. But I said, you know, you've heard the leftist elites, we must resolve income inequality or, or wealth inequality by taking all the wealth, confiscate all the wealth of billionaires. The United States actually does have 630 billionaires. So that's a lot of money, right? That accounts for a total of $4.6 trillion. That's a lot of money, $4.6 That If we confiscate all their wealth, meaning they all are destitute, have zero money, they're all 100% poor now, take all their money, we can run the government for like seven months. But then we can, they're gone. Then we can't tax them ever again. So it's only a one-time deal, right? When you take all their money, it's one-time deal, right? I think Margaret Thatcher said, the problem with socialism is you eventually run out of other people's money. And in this case, yeah, it's exactly what happens. So let's go through a bit of a thought experiment here. You take all the money from all the 630 billionaires. The government now has enough money to run for the next seven months. That's great. But in order to pay for all their wealth, where's Jeff Bezos' wealth? See, people don't realize this. Jeff Bezos has a net worth of right around $200 billion, right? It's a lot. We all agree it's a lot. He mostly made it fair and square, although the government helps him a lot now. So it's not really capitalism. It's crony capitalism. But anyway, $200 billion. Um, he owns 11% stock of Amazon. That accounts for $175 billion. So uh, almost all. I don't know. That's like 80 90% of his, his net worth is in Amazon. But in order to, to give the money to the government, he has to sell off all the stock. Now, quiz for those who know basic economics or, or uh, markets. What happens when 11% of a company is sold off in uh, one trade? Yes, they crater and or go bankrupt. So Amazon is now bankrupt. 770,000 workers are now unemployed. SpaceX and I think Blue Origin, which Bezos owns. Uh, sorry, SpaceX is Elon Musk. I'm reading the wrong line. So uh, Blue Origin is now dead as well. 1.3 million workers from Amazon are now unemployed, and Blue Origin is dead. Elon Musk also, around $200 billion, in order to give the government all of his net worth, which is what they want, he has to sell off 22% of Tesla because he owns 22%, and now Tesla is bankrupt. Yay, the company doesn't exist anymore, so no more electric vehicles from Tesla, and 70,000 workers are unemployed. SpaceX is now bankrupt as well. He owned 40% uh, stake in that. Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger run... Uh, Berkshire Hathaway, and they have $550 billion under assets or management, again, assets. So they have to sell that off. So now every single company that Berkshire Hathaway has big positions in, like Bank of America, Apple, Coca-Cola, tons of other companies, I think waste management, a lot of others, they're all now bankrupt because they, they just sold off, I don't know, 5, 10, 20%, whatever they own. Bill Gates has divested his entire $134 billion net worth, graciously given it to the government. But he had to sell off $26 billion in Microsoft stock. And now Microsoft is filing for bankruptcy. Also, it's 181,000 workers. Almost 200,000 workers are now out of a job. It's working super well. We still have 625 billionaires. We only did five. Working very well so far. Um, all right. Let's keep going. Let's go, Brandon. Let's keep going. It's now the year 2023. Things are going super well for the U.S. Around 85 to 90 percent of people are unemployed. The stock market's dead; it doesn't exist anymore because almost every company has crashed. Because again, the owners who had a billion dollars net worth had to sell off all their stock, and it caused a crash. People are dying of starvation. There's there's no economy, no international economy, because again, without Amazon, a lot of the international economy would grind to a halt. Because a lot of it is involved in Amazon on you know supplying the the uh, materials that go into things that are sold in Amazon, supplying Amazon, and selling via Amazon. So yeah, there's no more world economy. We all look like North Korea. 
But there is one issue. There are no billionaires left and no millionaires either because no one has any money. And um, now the tax receipts, so the amount received by taxes from the federal government has dropped from $4 trillion in 2021 to $300,000, which is not going to cut it, $300,000. They need like $10, $20 trillion, not $300,000. So the government can't run anymore. And yeah, DC politicians can't get the other $5, $10 trillion from anywhere. So the government shuts down. Oh, no, a government shutdown. So I overall, at the end of the article, I realized I do love this plan because it will implode the government. So I hope they do confiscate all the wealth from billionaires and millionaires. Thank God I'm not a millionaire yet, so it wouldn't affect me. But whatever, I don't really care because they're never going to get my actual my actual assets. And yeah, it would crash the government because like Margaret Thatcher predicted in a prophecy, the problem with socialism is you eventually run out of other people's money. But there's one more thing we need to discuss. There's been a lot of hoopla about the taxing of unrealized capital gains. Damn, I thought I put that damn thing in here, the screenshot. There was a really good screenshot I'm going to try to find. Let me stop sharing here. Pretty much, I think Janet Yellen, who was the uh, Fed chairman of the Federal Reserve, I believe, and now she's the Treasury Secretary for Biden. She said, and a lot of others, the elites Biden, they all want to tax unrealized capital gains. In uh, basic investing, to realize a gain is when you uh, buy any asset. So imagine one share of Amazon, you buy it at $2,000. It goes up over the next few months to $3,000. You sell it for a $1,000 gain. Once you sell it, that's called realizing the gain. So in general, taxes aren't due at the end of the year, but also only if you if you realize the gain by selling. So if you buy something and it increases in value, you don't have to pay taxes unless you sell it because if you pay taxes now, what if it does drop the next day, right? So you're only actually considered to have made a profit if you buy it and then sell it. If you buy a house and it goes up in value, you only pay taxes on the capital gain if you sell it. If you don't sell it, you know, then uh, you don't have to pay taxes because you never made a profit. Does that make sense? If you buy a product for your business, I buy these beautiful sweatshirts. We have a lot of uh, hoodies now that it's getting colder, but we have everything available in uh, t-shirts and hoodies, and I'll go over that in a minute. So Liberty Block has a lot of merchandise. If I buy merchandise, I don't pay taxes on sales or profits until I actually sell them. Thank God we have like uh, printing on demand and shipping on demand. But if I had to have inventory in my house, like with the books, with some of the books, I would have you know a thousand sweatshirts in the house. I wouldn't pay taxes on them until I sell them. Does that make sense? Similarly with stocks or any other assets, you only pay taxes once you once you sell them, right? Now because and this is so genius, oh my God. Because a lot of people, like mostly the leftist elites in bed with the leftist politicians have made a lot of money in capital gains, but haven't yet sold off those, those positions. The government, those greedy bastards who are evil, sick pieces of shit, want to tax the capital gains, even though there hasn't been a sale yet. There hasn't actually been profit. There's been only what's called unrealized capital gains. So potential capital gains if they sell now. Now, during the pandemic, with the help of their friends in DC, a lot of the elites have increased their net worth by billions. So, you know, Elon Musk and, and Bezos and a lot of others and Walmart has increased the net worth by a lot because they shut down smaller stores while letting e-commerce, but also big box stores like Walmart stay open while the mom and pop shop had to close. So Walmart and Amazon were already beating the local mom and pop shops, but just while they were down the final, final blow, the nail in their coffin was government forcing them to shut down. So Amazon's gotten a lot of capital gains. You know, Bezos, who, like I said, is a big shareholder in Amazon. 
and they want to tax it. Now, here's the genius thing. Of course, they're not going to let you get tax credits or write-offs for capital losses until you actually sell it. But for gains, let's tax it before you can sell it. So what happens if you buy something, you don't sell it, you get taxed on it, then it comes back down. Do they give you back your taxes? No, it doesn't make sense. This stuff is so beyond insane. And I was wondering, why are they doing this? This is insane. It's like anyone who realizes this, which it's a simple concept. I can explain to a five-year-old the basics of investing, buy, sell. It's very simple. Why would they do this? It's insane. And then I saw, I have to admit, I didn't think of this one. I saw this picture I'm going to try to find. And give me one second. I'm going to try to find it here. I think it was, I labeled it capital gains or something. If I can't find it, that's fine. No, I can't really find it here. But I thought I put it in an article. It pretty much explained very simply how with inflation, everything goes up, right? As there's inflation in the money supply, everything goes up. So let's say I bought a house for $100,000 because of tremendous inflation. Forget the housing market and everything else. Just one factor. Let's isolate one factor, inflation. Once the money supply is inflated by double, and because there aren't quite as, as many uh, increases in, in actual goods and services, the house price might double or nearly double. So now my house went from, I bought it at $100,000, and now it's worth $200,000. Following? They could say I have an unrealized gain of, uh, unrealized capital gain of $100,000. They can tax me on it. And that's inflation can cause that to tax me on $100,000. Then we eventually lose our homes. Then they have to print more money to help us more. And they say, we need to print another $5 trillion CARES Act, help the Home Act, help Americans buy Homes Act or some, some BS bill and print trillions more. And now we have more inflation in the money supply. Everything has to go up in value to reflect the increased money supply because inflation makes prices of all goods and services go up. Now we have more capital gains and rise and repeat. All right, I found this screenshot. Let me share the screen one more time. Yeah, it explains it really, really well. Stocks are worth $100, print a lot of money. Stocks are now worth $200. Tax the unrealized gain of $100, rinse, repeat. Your house is worth $200,000, print a lot of money. Your house is now worth $400,000. Tax the unrealized gain of $200,000. You don't have that kind of cash. BlackRock, a massive investment firm, I, I think actually owned by Soros. We'll double check that in a second. Buys your house at auction and then rinse, repeat. So you'll eventually lose your house. Let me just confirm that. Yeah, BlackRock's one of those big investment firms, uh, big hedge funds or something. Um, hmm. Yeah. Uh, looks like he probably does. So, yeah, it's unbelievable what they want to do. And I didn't realize it goes hand to hand. Inflation is really bad. Taxing unrealized capital gains is really bad. But it goes hand in hand so beautifully. Again, it's so amazing. These people are evil geniuses. They're incompetent at running the government sometimes. But in general, what the radical left does is really evil genius. And again, thank God I'm here in New Hampshire, the number one free estate, the state with the highest use per capita of gold, silver, and cryptocurrencies. I have bought and sold multiple things with each gold, silver, and cryptos.
It's used a lot here. A lot of stores accept cryptocurrencies and a lot of them accept gold and silver. So again, this is the only way we're going to get out of this crap. We need to totally separate. Oh, speaking of separation, one last thing. I participated in a debate on New Hampshire secession the other day. It was, as far as I know, one of the first debates on secession in the modern era. And let me just find that debate here. It's on Rumble and YouTube. And um, let me go to my account here. It's on Rumble, YouTube, Facebook, and a few others. I think Odyssey as well. My video editor and my laptop are both being really bitchy recently. So I'm having a lot of trouble. I uploaded. I couldn't upload the whole thing because my video editor kept crashing. Kept crashing. It was over an hour long. But I uploaded the 12-minute uh, opening statement from each myself and Zach, who argued against the session, which is a tall task. So I respect him a lot for that. And then I'm trying to upload the rebuttals and then eventually the questions from the moderator and audience and the the uh, closing statements. So I'll, I'll get around to that, I promise. And once I do it all, I'll take it all, make it MP3 and upload it to the podcast as well for those who listen only on podcasts. I know there are a few of you. So yeah, I think that's pretty much everything I wanted to cover. I, I want to run by the store real quick. We have a lot of t-shirts. We have a few books, obviously, that I've written, but Liberty Block has a few t-shirts. And let me see. I'll share the screen with the t-shirts. Yeah, they're all available in t-shirts, long sleeves, uh, girl shirts, and hoodies. Oh, there it is. Let's go, Brandon. Hashtag, let's go, Brandon, a.k.a. Fuck Joe Biden. Make Pirates Afraid Again. That's an awesome one. Masks don't work, and that's a sweater I'm wearing. I have a t-shirt as well. Stop banning things. How can we remove dictator Biden? Remove ourselves from the union. Again, that's the only way we're going to get this stuff done. We're never going to convince Biden to love freedom. He's not going to become conservative, libertarian. You know, we're going to have to just leave the union, which is the, the best option. I'm the extremist Facebook warned you about. Perfect. Let's ban everything that's not safe and healthy. we got motorcycles, cheeseburgers, cigarettes, Coca-Cola, and beer, because they are pretty unhealthy. Come and take it. California wants to ban computers, as well as most lesser states. I distrusted elections before. It was cool, which is true. If it's true for you, buy it. Print guns, not money. It's actually less dangerous than printing money. We have all these t-shirts, tons of shirts and sweaters, and... Then I have a few of my books down here. Blueprint for Liberty. Read it if you or anyone else has hope in the United States. It'll make you and I have any hope and realize secession is the only solution to this. And finally, I just want to go over the, the latest few articles we published. We, we are finally getting back into a decent rhythm of publishing one or two articles a day. We're coming out with a banger later today. That's going to be awesome. We have secession being a bad word, exposed. How she is doing this disgusting Freddy Krueger like torture experiments. So he in the NIH and he either did it or supported it, but he was certainly involved. He's been in the NIH for like 50 years. Um, he allowed, oversaw the torturing of dogs and monkeys and orphans. Uh, really sick, disgusting, disturbing, the most high level of disturbing experiments on monkeys and puppies. Just disgusting. Um, so you can read about that. PETA has actually recently, I think a day or two ago, called him out by name saying Biden must fire Fauci and every director in the NIH. We have a few more articles about independence. We have a bunch of my thoughts about Baldwin. Um, did he accidentally kill a cinematographer? Was her husband a Clinton lawyer? Oh, well, that'll be interesting. I don't know. Read the article to find out. And a few more op-eds from uh, local junior editors for, over here as well. So check out libertyblock.com. Check out our sister sites. 
americansups.com. Check out fsp.org, foundation for New Hampshire independence.org or nhindependence.org, progressivestateproject.org. And please send that site to all those crazy leftists like in New Hampshire. There's one leftist rep who's complaining that Yale and AFP are spending a bit of money for campaigns and helping campaigns and it's outside big, crazy, dirty money. Uh, no, Yale and AFP are very much in line with New Hampshire values of low taxes, accountable government, uh, personal liberties, very simple stuff. And if they don't like it, they can move to Massachusetts or Connecticut or New York, or New Jersey or California. So Progressive State Project helps them find their forever home. So I'll upload this to the podcast and the Rumble, Facebook, YouTube, and Float, Odyssey, and a few others. So check out libertyblock.com, pick up some of these shirts and the books. Let me know what you think. Thank you very much. And have a great day until next time.